Hello, runners. This is Coach Bala here. Hope all of you are doing well. Coming to you on the 21st of uh, July, 2023. Uh, it's a Friday. Uh, we have some events on the weekend, so I thought I'll record this uh, a day earlier. First of all, huge, huge, huge congratulations to all of you. I know some of you are starting a little late, but all of you for finishing the first meso cycle, three-week meso cycle. Um, some of you may remember some time ago I had said the big milestone is the 21 day milestone uh, because it takes some time for the body to get used to this new rhythm especially for those new runners and uh, the very fact that you guys are now at the end of the three week period the first peak, uh, first meso cycle you all should feel really proud of yourself um, you know yeah you might have missed a few runs here and there some strength workouts you might have missed all that could 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 be there, struggling with some uh, with the watch issues, many things. But if you just step back and just look at yourself, you know, the last three weeks and another two weeks of warm up, this has been a really transformational for most of you, especially those new runners. This five weeks will build like a snowball. The the return will build like a snowball, and you will very soon see that you are entering this sort of the sausage machine that you just go with the flow. And then you will come out as a finished product on the other side. And that's really what it is. Just go with the flow from here. Just follow the program. Don't overthink it. You know, just think about what you need to do tomorrow or maybe this week. And just prioritize this. Commit, dedicate, be resilient. Just make it happen. That's all I'm asking you to do. Take one day at a time, even one step at a time. And rest all will flow beautifully. Guarantee. I guarantee. Okay. So uh, congrats, congrats again. <clears throat> so today I wanted to touch on a few very important topics. And it's important that you sort of uh, listen, listen and listen my views about this and think about it <clears throat> because it forms the core of many things that will be introduced as we move through the program. The first one is we did talk about summer training, the, 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 you know, the risks of summer training, the pain points of summer training, what we need to do additionally to manage summer, heat is high, uh, difficult to maintain our schedule. So many things we talked about. There was last week's podcast also, uh, you know, I released on that. We've discussed this on online uh, in written, so many things. But this time I want to spend a couple of minutes on the benefits of summer training. Now, the beauty of summer training is that uh, a summer season is that you train during hard times, but you run during, you know, cool, very conducive times, especially those in the US. You are, you are running during summer and you are uh, doing the race somewhere in the beginning or middle of fall where the temperatures are beautiful. Everything is amazing. So what really happens is when you train in summer, all of you, I've told you that you have to reduce your uh, sort of uh, expected, uh, you know, base pace or the CP run by 30 seconds because your heart has to work a little bit more to maintain better circulation just to keep the body, you know, temperatures in uh, in check. So as a result, heart rate is higher during summer for everything else same. For the same run on summer, the same run during, let's say, a fall or a winter, you will see heart rate is much higher. Or in other words... The, the maximum limit to which a body can run is limited by that heart rate. At the end of the day, heart rate is everything that powers your run. So what happens is you train during those conditions. 
you know when you train during those conditions your body gets better at working in that type of extra stress level it trains trained better and beauty is as the summer leaves and fall and you know cooler temperatures comes back your body does it's not as if your body has forgotten all the training body is trained but the conditions are better so you actually do a lot better job so typically uh, that's why this professional runners i know uh, they all say that you know they like to do summer training because they train in a harsher conditions and then uh, their performance is at a much better condition and hence they get a much better performance so i think that's a definitely a good positive of summer training so hang in there one more month maybe end of august though, especially in the us end of august india uh, probably it's already cooling down other places will also start cooling down so by end of august you are all you know um summer is almost uh, truly out much better temperatures to sort of uh, run and then we get into the the towards the end of our uh, last two months of our training program so you are ready with amazing weather good body condition trained conditions and you know what you can do an awesome job uh, during the the race day okay so that's a, a small thought about the summer mm-hmm. training side of things the second thing i want to talk to you about which i'll come back to again later on is this notion of aerobic training and anaerobic training so what i really wanted to say in a very simple way is that at the end of the day when we boil training down into what really is happening you are con- you are giving controlled overload to your body controlled is very important overload is also very important so you are actually overloading the system say at 10% more than what a body is capable of that particular day because of this overload body reacts body says hey why am i getting why why am i having extra stress now maybe i should do something to make sure that this same overload happens next time at least i don't get stressed too much or in other words you know i don't get injured and all that so you know what let me open up few more blood vessels let me do a little better job in my heart pumping rate let me do a better job in the cellular oxygen energy absorption and such and maybe let me also uh, add in few more muscle fibers uh, just so that it gets more uh, the body is capable of taking on this extra load so this is what body is doing in response to that controlled overload and that is what is the training effect that's the training effect that's why you see as you move forward you are able to do better and better the same one mile that you struggled let's say in week 1 in week 4 it's not you're not even thinking about it because your body is now the one mile was a controlled overload week 1 but week 4 your body is already trained for that one mile you know so that's what is really happening in your body so this controlled overload you have a choice for this controlled over overload the uh, overload the choice is you provide this controlled overload in a oxygen rich environment or you provide a controlled overload in an oxygen deficient environment these two are the possible states in which you can overload your body now when you do the overload in oxygen rich environment it is called aerobic training and anaerobic training is in a oxygen deficient environment you know that's really what uh, anaerobic training is all about so if you think about some of the new runners may not know but say experienced runners or full marathoners i ask you to do stride runs that means you go fast slow fast slow where you take your heart rate really up essentially what you're trying or a tempo run all the things what you're trying to do is you're trying to push the body of training into the anaerobic zone likewise on the other side when i ask you to do base pace cp runs you are essentially forcing yourself to be run in a aerobic zone 
So what happens in a body when the body is in aerobic versus anaerobic zone? Now, when the body is in aerobic zone and a controlled overload is taking place, the body is thinking, hey, everything is hunky dory Okay. It is just that a little bit of overload is happening. So let me start working on all the things I was telling you about to improve the strength of various items. When you do the controlled overload on anaerobic training, body is not saying, oh my God, like everything is hunky-dory. Let me still work on the strength. No. Body is thinking, man, there, it seems to be a shock. There's a state of shock. You know, now I need to start like making sure that I, you know, somehow get over the shock. In the system. So it is not like really improving the training, but it is really uh, various components of the body's training impact, but it is really trying to get used to avoiding the shock. Okay. So that's really what the anaerobic training is uh, doing. So it is getting used to maybe it's just making sure that the heart is able to pump faster, that kind of thing. There's no training impact and effect standpoint. So then two insights out of this, simple insights that you need to do to, to make sure that it is actionable. First one is when we are asking you to do base pace runs or when I'm asking you to do aerobic training, if you do anaerobic training of base pace runs, you have lost the very purpose of that run. You understand? If I ask you to do a six mile uh, base pace, conversational pace run, and I'm my, 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 my idea behind that is you are giving body a controlled overload of, let's say, an hour of uh, training. Spending one hour of controlled overload in aerobic zone is, is, is signal sufficient enough for the body to start ramping up on its training effect, as I had explained to you before. But if you do the same one mile, one hour, in 45 minutes of anaerobic zone and 15 minutes of aerobic zone, you have literally only trained for 15 minutes because every training has a purpose. And the purpose for that base space run was about aerobic training and you lost out on that purpose. So some of you might be thinking, I'll run faster and impress my coach, but really you're not. You're wasted that day. Yeah. So that is why um, be very, very, uh, uh, be intentful on what you're doing every day. There is a reason for every day's training and that rational needs to be satisfied on that training uh, th that day. Or in other words, you need to read the instructions. I still see many runners don't read the instructions and just do whatever they feel like. I don't know why they do this, but it's not, this is not the only season I've seen it. I've seen it right through many seasons. Um, just read the instructions, folks. You know, we, we give you a structured, specific training program so that we can adhere to a certain set of rules so that we can get a certain set of outcome from your training. And if you don't do that, if you are training in you in such a way that you're saying three times aerobic training will give you this much effect and that will help us in the long run. But in reality, if you have just done it once or just 20, 30%, then you are not really improving your training. Unfortunately, you're getting overloaded on the long run. Some things like that. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Keep that in mind. Aerobic training, oxygen rich environment, essentially CP run. Your job is to make sure that you are in aerobic zone. And how you know you're in aerobic zone is you don't pack or in other words, you are in CP. Okay. Now that begs the question on the right side. Then why are we even doing anaerobic so training? You know, why are we even doing it if there is not much training impact because body goes in some kind of a shock? Great question. The reason why we do that is almost like it's almost like stress testing. You know, you want your heart to sort of operate at its limit. When it operates at its limit, or your even your muscles to operate at the limit, 
it's just that next time when it is not operating at that limit it feels much more comfortable because you're already you're st- uh, stress tested it at a certain limit it's almost like imagine you have a bmw car imagine that bmw engine has got i don't know 100 horsepowers you normally don't even use 50% of it you use only 50 horsepower yeah but when you are traveling on a highway in a bmw with 100 horsepower available in uh, power but you're using only 50, there is a certain set of experience that you get with that engine, even though you're using 50. As opposed to take another just a you know, run-of-the-mill car, the max output of the car is 60 horsepower, power. And you're running it at 50. So both are delivering 50 because you're only using 50. But the experience of the latter car is much different because you're very close to its peak output. So you feel that engine is a little bit struggling to give you 50 while in BMW you don't even feel the engine is on, right? That is what we are trying to uh, achieve. We are trying to increase your max output by stress testing your uh, your cardiovascular system to a certain level in a controlled manner so that as you do this stress testing, the peak ceiling goes up. And as the peak ceiling goes up, when you're doing CP next, it becomes a much lower percentage of the peak and hence you feel a lot better or, you know, you might, your CP itself can be better next time. That is the core logic between aerobic and anaerobic zone training. So you need to make sure at the end of the day, you follow the instructions. You ensure that you follow the aerobic zone training and anaerobic zone training. If I'm giving you a stride run and you go and give me a base pace run, you are literally lost out on that day's training decent rationale. That's the idea. And I hope you get these two points coming together, aerobic training and anaerobic training. So that's number point number two. The third point I want to talk about, as we enter MISO 2, you will start seeing a new set of strength training, what we call it as the kinetic chain muscle strengthening exercises. Now, let me first explain what is a kinetic chain. Now, I'm not a doctor here, so I can only tell you from a coach perspective. See, as you run or when you run, your body has like thousands of muscles, I think. But there are a certain set of muscles from, say, your shoulder region to your foot. There are certain set of muscles that needs to get activated for you to have the most efficient run. These set of muscles is what is called as the kinetic chain muscles. Now, let's imagine there are about 40 muscles in that kinetic chain, different muscles in different places. And out of that 40, you know, if you take like the world's best athlete, uh, marathon athlete, uh, Kipchoge or someone, and just measure what is the percentage of load every muscle is supposed to take, you know, and just just take it on 100%, let's say 100% load, calf muscle takes 10%, knee muscles are on 10%, thigh muscles 20%, like that, you know, you put that, put that together and let's say that is the benchmark. And against which, let us say, we go and put an amateur sort of percentage distribution, you will first find that many of the kinetic chain muscles are not even in play because you have not trained them at all. So it is just lying dormant and sleeping when it is supposed to take on a certain amount of load while you are running. So as a result, of course, your efficiency is bad. That is obviously the case. That's why, you know, amateurs, uh, we can't just like that run very, very fast or very, very long or, you know, without injuries and that type of stuff. But Efficiency is on one side, but that the downside of that is that certain muscles that is supposed to take, let's say, only 20%, it now has to take on extra load. It has to take on 30% of the total load. 
When that happens, what are we trying? What is happening? The key muscle that is doing the work is getting overloaded and it will injury for that is more. That's why you will see amateur runners, more amateur runners have knee problems, shin splits, various other issues that will, uh, will typical runners issues. Why? Because these are the muscles that are being used more than what it is supposed to be because the supporting muscles are not taking the load that it is supposed to do. As a result, the main muscle that is working is getting overloaded. Yeah. So that's really what is happening. Uh, if you just look at it from a very logical construct. So that is why we as runners, as we train through this program, it is prudent for us to train these muscles, the muscle, isolate these muscles. So first we should know which muscle to isolate. And then we need to know how to train them, you know, train them as in strengthen them. So as you do this, it takes about six to eight weeks for these muscles to really come into play, especially for new runners, amateurs. I, I'm, I'm part of that. Not that all my muscles are working properly. Uh, you know, I have my own things that I need to deal with. But as you do this kinetic chain strengthening exercises, you will see that your run gets better. Your chances of injury is less, etc. So let me, I want to share my screen and quickly show to you what are these kinetic chain muscles. Yeah. Just so that you know, knowledge is power. And then you can, when you go to next week's uh, training program, you understand what kinetic chain is all about. Okay. So let me quickly share my screen. Yep. So if you look at this, um, I mean, as I said, I'm not taking a um, anatomy class or something, nor am I fully qualified for it, but I will try to make it as runner coaching uh, concept alone. So if you look at this, this is the lower portion of the lower kinetic chain. So right from bottom, if you think about it, a tip posterior muscles is something that always has a very weak muscle here, but this is something causes a lot of pain in the ankle if this is not strengthened. Likewise, soleus muscle, which is around the deeper portion of the, the calf muscle, it is called the second heart because the, it looks like this muscle working well will send the blood properly back to the from the extremities of the legs back to the heart. So it's if this, this slice muscle is not strengthened properly, circulation is not good, leg circulation is not good, for instance. Likewise, if you go Achilles, everybody knows about it. Calf muscles, of course, very important. Gastroc muscles or calf muscles. Then as you go through the thighs, which is where these thigh muscles being at play, make sure that your knee and patella is in place. Most of the knee problems are because of the issues above the knee, not around the knee. So whether it is rectus, rectus femoris, TFL, tensor fasciolata is another muscle on the side, which needs uh, strengthening. It's very important. And on the abdomen, psoas and iliacus muscles, these are muscles that you don't have to remember any of this, but you can see muscles in the foot region, muscles in the, in the, in the calf muscle region, muscles in the thigh and the hip region. These are muscles that need to be strengthened. Likewise, if you just literally go to your butt, now we will have a separate uh, discussion on, on sort of importance of butt muscle, but take it from me right now, three butt muscles that need to be in play when you're running. Maximus, medius and uh, minimus, gluteus. So these three muscles, if it is in play, it takes on a lot of load. And unfortunately, these muscles are not like our bicep muscle where you can actually control your bicep muscles voluntarily. Butt muscles are not something where you can actually control it voluntarily. It needs to have a muscle nerve connection needs to be trained for it to work. Because we all live a sitting sedentary type lifestyle, most of the time, most of our butts are sleeping. So when you start running, it's not as if your butt is actually taking the load. I know for a fact because for me, it's a problem. 
So you will realize once the but comes into play, you will realize your run suddenly becomes so easy. Or in other words, you need to make the muscle nerve connection activated for butt muscle activation. And that means there is a set of exercises one needs to follow, especially the gluteus medius. The gluteus medius, the one on the side, that is what gives you stability. You know, on the strike phase of your run, that means the the the, the phase where your, your foot is touching the ground. That's when the balance is needed. If your foot is, if your body is not in balance, we'll again discuss this in other future podcasts or messages. The balance at the time of striking the ground is not there in the body. You cause all kinds of uh, reactional forces, causing all kinds of injuries. So this gluteus medius muscle is key for you to maintain that stability. And you need to understand basically that these glute muscles need to be firing for you to have a wonderful run. Um, when you do this, these following fundamental three things at the hip level will, will get better. Abduction, opening and closing of the leg on the sideways. Flexion, which is, you know, the, the muscles on both sides of the hip or any joint for that matter coming towards each other. So that's why the, when the leg is going up and then extension is the opposite, which is leg is coming back. So abduction, flexion and extension are the core part from the hips, the running starts or you need all these kinetic chain muscles to sort of help in these three. Folks with hip muscle issues, hip muscle problems typically have all the muscles that I was telling you around the core region needs to be strengthened. And we need to focus, isolate and train. That's the idea behind that. And likewise, if you go look up, it's also very important that your shoulder muscles, all the muscles that I mentioned here, the shoulder muscles, especially the scapula, the trapezius muscle, especially the lower trapezius muscles, and, you know, uh, there is something called as a runner's, uh, what do you call that? The runner's um, uh, neck, uh, neck out. Um, I forget the, the terminology, but essentially uh, people, you know, runners run with their neck out like this because their muscles are weak on the top. And this neck out scenario causes all kinds of neck pain. So many people have neck pain because of running and the neck pain is because of the weak trapezius muscles. So my point is, Upper body, core, butt, lower body, these are all sort of kinetic chain muscles that we need to, um, you know, strengthen. And you will see uh, starting next week, specific kinetic chain muscles exercises are given to you. So what I want you to do is if you go into the description, take a look at it. These are all multiple sort of levels. You know, if you're just starting, just do level one. If you feel comfortable, do the level two. So you don't have to do all the levels. Try to do one after another. Try to do few good one reps as opposed to 10 bad reps. That's the one, no pressure on doing up to level three, start with level one. So each of them is a separate video initially to see what you are. Once you're done, if you scroll down right to the bottom, I have given you a full playlist. You can just bookmark that. So once you know what this is, you can just playlist and just play it. All these videos will play all at one time and you can just follow through it. Couple of weeks in, you will know what to do. Okay, so invest your time in this kinetic chain, the core foundations of your running. And I know that it will help you do a better job. Okay, I know that, uh, you know, this part uh, this week's message is a lot of heavy things, but I hope I made it simpler for you to understand um, summer training benefits. You will do a lot better because you're training in hard conditions. Aerobic versus anaerobic zone. Aerobic is cardiovascular CP. Anaerobic is stride runs. Follow the instructions. Make sure that you do what you're supposed to do that day so that you get the benefit of that training day. And then finally, kinetic chain, the set of muscles around the body from, from a shoulder, neck area to the foot. 
that needs to be isolated and trained for you to make sure that all these muscles take their respective loads that they're supposed to take. And hence, you have a much better efficient run. Okay, that's pretty much it for today. Thank you for listening. Congratulations for finishing MISO 1. Can't wait for you to see how you're all going to do MISO 2. Good luck, guys. Keep it going. Keep running. Miles of excitement is about to happen. Take care.